Welcome to Now Hear This Entertainment, a podcast for fans of the guests who appear on this show, as well as fans of music in general, and a podcast for musicians, singers, songwriters, artists, entertainers who want to learn more to help them grow in what they're doing. I'm your host, Bruce Wozniak from Now Hear This Incorporated. Check out www.nowhearthis.biz. Be sure to sign up for the email newsletter there, which is quick and easy. All that's required is an email address. We are coming to you from Crystal Blue Sound Studios near Tampa, Florida. Check them out on the web at www.cbpro, as in Crystal Blue Productions, cbpro.net. Be sure you are subscribing to this podcast and telling your friends to do so as well. We are thrilled to be on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and SoundCloud. Lots of great guests on Now You Hear This Entertainment, or as I've taken to calling it, NHTE. Joining me today on the Now Hear This Entertainment guest line from Jacksonville, Oregon, my guests make up the duo Gypsy Soul, which has released 13 CDs with their loyal supporters donating over $81,000 for different CD projects. Their newest CD, True, was just released last month and earned praise from the legendary Aaron Neville. They have gotten radio airplay and TV and film placements and won numerous awards. You've been hearing a song of theirs called Your Kind. It's my pleasure to welcome to Now Hear This Entertainment, Silette Swan and Roman Morikit. Hey, Bruce. How you doing? Hello, Bruce. I'm doing great. Hi, folks. Welcome to the show. Thank you both for making time to do this. Thanks for having us. Our pleasure. Thanks for having us. You bet. Well, I'm I'm disappointed that I had to talk over it and that we couldn't play the whole thing, but I, I love that song of yours that was just playing. Tell the listeners about that song, Your Kind. Thank you. Yes, it's, um, you know, it's kind of about our experience in the music industry and the, the lyrics are somewhat universal and I think they'll have meaning personally to people, maybe a bad relationship or, a, you know, a situation at work. For us, it was specific to working with managers and agents and record labels in the industry that may have not had our best interests at heart. Mm. And so that's where that came from. I know that's shocking to hear. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was going to say that, unfortunately, it's, and I don't want to overstate it, but it sounds like it's a somewhat painful story to have had to tell. Yes. 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 It, it, I mean, it. you know, we have definitely had some experiences that, um, actually, unfortunately, are not uncommon for a lot of musicians. Um, but yes, some of those experiences were quite painful because we had high hopes and we trusted people. And unfortunately, uh, that trust was unfortunately misplaced. Well, there seems to be this common theme that has occurred over, I don't want to overstate it, but over the last few episodes of this show or so, and, and I'm referring to songwriters deciding what is fair game, what what they're going to put into their songs, as opposed to some people that decide I'm going to play it safe. I'm going to leave this kind of in the background. This isn't something that I really want to put out there. I'm, I'm thinking of a few weeks ago, episode 111, Ross Copley. He he said that he decided to go all in and say, I'm going to, I'm going to write about anything and everything. And, and the song that we played of his at the beginning uh, apparently was about a, a past girlfriend of his. So it sounds like the two of you and again, correct me if I'm wrong, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but have, have maybe made the same decision that, hey, something like this, it was difficult for us to go through. But sadly, as a songwriter, it makes for great fodder for, for some, some new content. That's, it's very true, actually. And we don't really edit ourselves. We're very organic writers. We don't really sit down and go, well, we want to talk about this subject. Stuff just comes. And Roman, generally, the music flows before the lyrics and the I write the lyrics and the vocal melodies. Um, Roman's music it just gets under my skin, and, and it and it will it will speak to me in an emotional way that I'll know generally the direction I want to go. Um, one of our other songs on the album is called Mirabelle, and that came to me in a dream. Almost the entire story was like a download wow. Wow. for me, and and those are rare, and I really relish when they come. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but I felt a big responsibility to tell the story of Mirabelle, how it came in my dream. And, and, um, so really the inspirations come from everywhere and we don't put restrictions on ourselves as far as, oh, this might not be appropriate. I think music helps people to really, um, 
get to the essence of their own emotions about certain subjects and if we can participate in that yes, through music a, you know it can be a gateway i think and i think a lot of people unfortunately a lot of songwriters do play it a little too safe oftentimes and we've lost i think um you know the the classic 60s and 70s protest songs i think those mm. are not as as prevalent as they used to be and that's i think that's the job of of artists is to comment on things that are going on in the world and uh, get people to think about them. Roman, that's an excellent point. I, I honestly had not made that, made that, uh, oh, that what? Um, wasn't Associate a, connection. Yeah, like. yeah. I, I hadn't made that discovery, I think is the word I'm looking for myself. Mm-hmm. And, and that's, that's really a, that's really an interesting point. I wonder, um, Silet, if, if we can back up a little bit, I, I boy, I tell you, if, if I would have known back on episode one of the show, what I know now on, on episode 115, I would have <laughs> had somebody here alongside me that would keep a running tally of who talked about this, who talked about that. Um, wh- what I'm driving at is you, you mentioned that it came, the song came to you in a dream. And we've had people who have said, oh, well, I keep a iPhone by the bedside, or I keep a pen and paper, or I keep a old fashioned, uh, you know, tape recorder, so to speak. When this came to you, did you wake up and do something that moment? Did you remember it the next morning? How how did you respond? You know, I did. I woke up and I told Roman exactly what I could remember. And, you know, because dreams are so, you know, ethereal, ephemeral. They just kind of, they, they kind of wisp in your consciousness and then out again. And I thought, I really have to get this down. It, it felt so... Um, it had a gravitas in the moment that I I couldn't even put into words yet. I just said, this is what happened. And this woman came and talked to me in my dream. And I feel a responsibility to share her story. And interestingly enough, it turns out that the Mirabal sisters, I think they're called Las Hermanas uh, Mirabal, are from the Dominican Republic. And the three sisters were killed. Um, for for being empowered and and giving voice to those who didn't have a voice, um, subsequently their relatives and grandchildren and such um, have been running the country. So it's really interesting. I, I don't know. I, I still don't know why she came to me per se <laughs> to tell me the story. But it was the the whole point was you need to remind everyone that no matter what the cost, they need to speak their truth, whatever that may be for them. And um, I just I I felt like. She was imploring me to tell the story. So, well, and as I'm so often heard saying on this show, listeners, that gives you all the more reasons to go and look for that song of theirs. As well as, again, I, I can't say enough. I really enjoyed your kind. So, listeners, uh, since we weren't able to play in its entirety, and I was talking over it, it's a good excuse, good reason for you to go looking for for both of those songs in their entirety. And I have to laugh, Silette. Uh, you know, we're. We're starting off the three of us. I don't want to overstate it, but a tad bit on the on the heavier side. But we are allowed to have some fun in the show. And and you you made a statement very conversationally, very no change in the tone of your voice. And you said Roman's music gets under my skin. And I thought normally when people use that expression, it's you're really getting under my skin. <laughs> Well, I do that too because we have been married for 25 years, so uh, I, I definitely uh, can get into her skin. But yeah, it usually starts off with the music, um, or there are often times now we've also sat down and written together, which is an unusual thing for us to do. Mm. Um, but yeah, it normally starts out with the music, where you know I'll come up with some themes and an idea, and so I'll go, yeah, I like that, or no, that sucks, and why are you why are you playing me that? <laughs> have um, I ever said that to you? You're so full of it. <laughs> well. I'm just, I'm, entertainment sake. <laughs> <laughs> the two of you uh, congratulations on the new album true there's 11 songs on the album we've talked about uh, a couple songs here but just tell the listeners more about this newest release of yours true thank you it's um it was a labor of love we did a fan funding uh we actually did a two event fan funding one was a one night uh at the triple door in seattle and we raised over 20 grand which was mind-blowing mm. And uh, and then we decided to do an Indiegogo campaign, which we have a lot of insights on. And and we get asked often, you know, what we liked about it, what we didn't. But thank God, you know, this is truly a a fan produced CD. And um, we're most grateful for that. We recorded in the Steve Miller, the the old Steve Miller studio, which is in Williams, California, uh, Williams, Oregon. Sorry. And it's now called um, Studio at Pacifica. And uh, Dennis Dragon is the owner, and uh, he's a Grammy-winning engineer 
And so it was really fun to work in that studio. And we did a lot of the work at home in our home studio as well. Yeah, I mean, the uh, the, the main reason we wanted to record with uh, with Dennis in his studio is he has a very nice live room and he's he's old school as well. He he doesn't EQ things. It's he chooses, he listens to what instruments you're playing and he listens and decides what mics to use and the placement of them. So mm. we were going through a 1980-something, I think it's 1986 Neve. Uh, which doesn't help, you know, which doesn't hurt, sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but, um, you know, it was really, it was very, very cool to record with someone. And that's how I started was, you know, recording with guys like him, you know, who just, who really knew what they were doing, you know, and they, they knew the characteristics of each mic and where to place them and how to use, you know, mic placement to change the tones and all the rest of it. So it was really very educational for me. And then, you know, I mixed, I overdubbed a lot of, not not very much stuff. We really try to keep it as clean and true as possible um, and trying to get the live experience um, that people really like about our, um, our music, um, but also, you know, have the polish of a, we didn't want it to be a live record and we kind of call this one a performance record because most of the takes on the album were either one or two takes and I didn't do, you know, the usual Pro Tools editing to fix everything, you know, just, we didn't want to do that. Very interesting. And and it kind of harkens up images, you know, you're talking and, and mind you, listeners and, and, and the two of you, I, I am by no means, the, the, the reason that I come to Crystal Blue Sound Studios to get the podcast done here is so that I can just be the host and someone else can do what you're, what you're describing, Roman. And so yeah. I'm not going to sit here and give you the intricacies of analog versus digital. And, but, but everything that you're saying about this approach that was taken, it's interesting to see nowadays that there is, and I don't want to overstate it, but we're actually starting to see a little bit more of an awareness of vinyl that's coming yeah. coming back around. So it's kind of not out of place to take the approach that you took. No, we actually we wanted to record, uh, actually wanted to release um, the album on vinyl, um, but right now it's a little prohibitively expensive for us to do that. But we'll see how it goes. Um, but absolutely, we have some friends here. Um, that own a fantastic record store, an old-fashioned record shop called The Music Coop uh, in Ashland, Oregon. And they tell us they sell more vinyl to younger kids these days than they do CDs. They sell more vinyl, in fact, than they do CDs, if you can believe that. And it's things like Pink Floyd, um, Frank Sinatra. Really cool. It's the old classics, and I think a lot of younger people have found, you know, they've they've been listening to music in their iPhones in little earbuds for years, but there's nothing like sitting in front of speakers and putting on a record and listening to a Mm. record. It just sounds better. Well, there's hope hope yet for that generation. (laughs) (laughs) Indeed. I'm probably going to ask a very similar question as we continue here today, but I mentioned in the intro that the new album drew praise from the legendary Aaron Neville. His quote was, I really enjoyed Gypsy Soul's True. They are a truly unique sound. Silette takes Hallelujah to a new place, end quote. So especially for the benefit of the listeners of this show who are up-and-comers, let's have a bit of a teaching moment here. How did you get someone like Aaron Neville to both listen to and provide an endorsement of your album? You know, that's a very good question because it's really it's it's generally a really hard thing to do. We know a number of pretty well-known artists. Our philosophy has never been to ask. Hopefully they offer um, and this was a situation where we had met uh, Aaron Neville at a concert via some friends and went backstage, and he's just a gentle soul. He's just a lovely, lovely being, and we had a great time at the concert, and I guess on the ride over, our friends had given him, a, a picked him up from the airport, and our previous CD, The World Is My Country, was playing, and he thought it was Bonnie Raitt, and our friends mm. said, no, no, this is these are our friends Gypsy Soul, do you want to hear the rest of the record? And I guess he listened to some of it on the drive. So when we came out with True, they sent it to him and just said, oh, you know, Gypsy Soul says hello and, and you know, wanted you to hear the new record. And he came back with this gorgeous mm. quote. We were just blown away. You know, it was really a gift. It was it was lovely. Outstanding. What a, what a great story. And that's that's why I asked it, because as, as you alluded to, Silette, obviously 
so many people out there would love to get an endorsement like that. And, and I'm, I'm obviously aware that the young people are wanting to know, well, how can I get somebody like that to listen to my music? And it's not it's not something that's going to happen too easily or, or every day of the week. So I'm, I'm glad that, that we were able to hear you share that story. That's that's fascinating. Yeah, you know, it's it's true. And generally, these meetings are, are pretty organic. I have to tell you a really quick little funny story. I was getting my nails done in Issaquah, Washington, and a young gal, really beautiful young gal, was sitting next to me, and we're chatting, and we're chatting about health stuff, and she shared some hormonal health stuff that I was going through, and and there's music playing on the, the loudspeaker, and she just kind of raises her hand, and she went, oh, there's my boyfriend, and I thought, oh, well, he must be picking her up, and uh, I went, oh, really? And and she said, yeah, it's um, his name's Pat. And I went, oh, great. And I still didn't really know what she was talking about. What well, was Pat from Train was playing mm. on <laughs> on the radio. And we just, I had such a giggle and we had a lovely time and we exchanged emails. And her and Pat came to one of our concerts at Triple Door. Wow. And it was just purely organic. There was nothing forced. I didn't, you know, we're very, very careful with whom we ask favors. And, and I think that's something that young artists might forget. You know, it's about building a relationship. And if you show enough faith in your own work and you're building a career, people will want to help you. Not everyone, but people will come on board and help you. And, and there's, a, there's a subtlety. There's an art of, of subtlety, I think, has been lost. <laughs> Indeed. And, and the key word there is a faith in your own work, not a boastfulness in, in yes. your own work, because there's a there's a huge difference and it will turn people off very quickly. Uh, Gypsy Soul has a bunch of dates on the upcoming schedule of live shows, and you even have a statement published that one of your goals is to tour the world. So now that the album is out, is the focus for the rest of 2016 going to be on going out and playing live as much as you can to promote it? And if so, how far from the Pacific Northwest might we see you go? Well, um, yes, we are going to be focusing on obviously promoting the record. Um, we are basically a regional band at this point. We play uh, the Western states, mostly Washington, Oregon, California, Arizona, and Idaho. But we have played in Utah and Nevada as well and some other shows in Texas. And I even played in Nashville as well. But um, we are planning to go to the Netherlands in September. Mm. And as a matter of fact, I was just talking to a promoter who we're dealing with there. Um, and we're hoping to add France and Germany to that tour and England as well, because I'm, obviously I'm English. Um, so uh, that's what we're trying to do this this year. You know, it, it's, it's a lot of work getting all of the things sorted out, but uh, we have high hopes that we should be able to do that. Outstanding. And, and uh, listeners, to hear Roman say that that we're a regional band, I mean, I, Roman, I, I think you're being humble because the, the territory that you described, I think, is much bigger than other people might define their region to be. Some people, heck, mm -hmm. here, here in the greater Tampa Bay area, people might say, oh, we play all throughout the greater Tampa Bay area, and they might be exaggerating, meaning that they play in Clearwater or in uh, St. Peter, even as far as Sarasota. So for you to describe a number of states, uh, I think that's I think that's a large area. And, and listeners, this is a this is a, a practice that that you should aspire to if if you are an up and comer and in, in, in your you've established yourself in your own area uh, way back on episode twelve of this show, which is actually the most listened to episode of this show. Uh, Mark Allen Barnett. Uh, out of Nashville, he's actually been on twice. He talked about that about building yourself out regionally, and and here are uh, Roman and Silette, um being proof positive of that 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 the that the model is is working. Yeah, it's um you you have to move away from your hometown because I think you get a skewed idea of um, your viability. Actually, um, you know, I mean, music has definitely become a niche marketing thing especially for independents you know it's very very hard to compete with with uh, majors and trying to do something across the entire u.s but if you can uh, build a name for yourself even in the, even in the state that you're in but then try and move up to different states um it's that's the way to build it um for yourself you know we did a lot of that in the beginning we've been touring at least 20 years um We've 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 made, started making records in '97, our own records, and from the first record, 
you know, we didn't go looking for a record deal in the beginning. We made a record and the record deal found us. Mm. Um, and we also had made a video. So we made it pretty viable for the for the record label to to market us. Now, that deal didn't transpire in, you know, we got some charting on AC radio and such, but it didn't transpire into what we would have desired. But it actually gave us an inkling of what was making us viable. And it's not necessarily what artists want to hear. And we, we teach a lot of music business courses as well at colleges. And when people are like, well, where do I start? You know, do I do I start performing? Do I try to get on radio? Do I collaborate? Do I, you know, what do I do about social media? And it's really, you have to do it all. The answer is absolutely. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> and in the beginning, my dad was our road manager. Um, he passed about 14 years ago, but my dad would come out on the road because we, we physically couldn't be performing. We would do a lot of these crazy performances where we would go to juried art festivals. For example, the Tempe Art Festival back in the day, we would pay to have a booth. And oftentimes it was $1,000 for mm. the weekend. But the and, and I don't know that that's the case anymore. We kind of got burnt out on doing them for about 10 years, but we did them almost every weekend, some California festival, because they didn't pay enough to really make your living doing one hour on the main stage. And though that may feel nice, and it may look nice, it doesn't really buy, buy you the career income stream that you need to keep going. And mm -hmm. so we decided, yeah, yeah, we'll do that hour on the main stage, but we want to rent a booth. And we would literally set up at six or seven in the morning tear down at seven o'clock at night, but we would play four songs on, four songs off, four songs on, four songs off. Mm. And we would build a little crowd and then they'd buy CDs and they'd go away while we're sitting around chatting with our friends and stuff. <laughs> and then new, new crowd would come and we would do this three days, you know, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, wow. most weekends. Wow. And back in the day, I mean, our, I think our best show was we sold 680 CDs in a weekend. Mm. Unbelievable. Now, those days, I'm not sure, are, um, <laughs> are, are are still happening. But what it did is it built us an audience so that we could then get into the venues we wanted to. And if they hadn't heard of us and they kind of gave us the runaround, as many venues do and still do, um, we just say, well, how much is it to rent your venue? Because we just met thousands of people this weekend and we would encourage people to get on our mailing list. And, you know, we're going to come back and do a real theater where you're not going to hear sirens and helicopters and, <laughs> and barking dogs. It's going to be a real sit down, intimate performance. And that's really how we built our concert venue touring, because we, we don't play bars. We Our music is not bar friendly you know it's intimate you want to hear the lyrics it's not you know hey baby what's your phone number <laughs> and music. but you know like in for in arizona for instance where we actually have kind of numbers now we go back and we play the musical instrument museum in phoenix which is this 300 seat theater that's arguably one of the best theaters in the country sounding it's just an amazing sounding they've just did everything right with this particular place you know and we play venues like that but we're able to do that because we did the stuff on the street first. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I'm, I love that. It's you know, um, <clears throat> it's a scary thing. But listeners, uh, episode sixty six, Damon Fowler was very real and and said, you know, you, you have to be honest with yourself and and don't don't put a value on yourself that is is inflated because otherwise you're going to go out on the road and and there's going to be nobody there waiting for you. So listen to that episode there, but but heed this advice that Roman and Silette are sharing because it's, it's firsthand experience. I am Bruce Wozniak, and joining me today on the Now Hear This Entertainment guest line from Jacksonville, Oregon, are Silette Swan and Roman Morikit, who make up the duo Gypsy Soul. Visit their official website at www.gypsysoul.com. And yes, they are certainly on social media, too. You'll find Gypsy Soul on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. Their music is available seemingly everywhere it's on their website on itunes amazon cd baby spotify pandora and it's on soundcloud which like itunes is one of the platforms where this show is available check gypsysoul.com for the long list of dates where you can go see them perform live be sure that you're also checking out www.nhte.net as in now hear this entertainment nhte.net. For every episode of this show, we've got the full audio on nhte.net, plus the guest's photo, a link to their website, 
and quotes from the guest on each show. Sign up for the e-newsletter at nhte.net and subscribe to this podcast and tell others about it too. Subscribing is free and it makes it very easy to get the show every week on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, or by following on SoundCloud. Go ahead and use the social media buttons on nhte.net to like the Now Hear This page on Facebook and to follow on Twitter and or Instagram. If you're a new listener to the show, thank you, and please do check out some of the prior episodes of Now Hear This Entertainment. We've had a lot of great guests along the way so far. I already mentioned a few of them, Ross Copley, Mark Allen Barnett, and Damon Fowler. And as always, many thanks, of course, to those who are not first-time listeners. I very much appreciate your time and your interest and support. We are now up to 112 countries where the show has gotten listeners from around the world. And by the way, whether you're going to purchase Gypsy Souls music and or other music, books, whatever, go to nhte.net and click on the tall Amazon banner to get there so that you can help this show in the process of buying whatever it is that you need from Amazon. Uh, Silette, Roman, let's have another teaching moment here for the listeners who are up-and-coming entertainers. I mentioned back in the intro that your loyal supporters have donated over $81,000 for different CD projects. Now, I'm just meeting the two of you for the first time, but I, I feel like that sounds as though it has been more than just some successful campaigns on Kickstarter or Rocket Hub or Indiegogo or some other crowdfunding website. Talk about how you've done so well at getting people to contribute toward all the recording that the two of you do. You know, I think actually back to our earlier conversation about playing in these art festivals where we were meeting people face to face, we got to know the majority of our fans one on one. And, you know, that doesn't happen when you're a stadium act and you're kind of wheeled into a theater. And you're, <laughs> we we know that their kids, you know, are, went to drumming camp and we know that their daughter graduated mm. and she's a doctor and, you know. And then these people have been a part of our lives. And I think it, wow. it was it was an organic build that we didn't just go out and go, wow, we're going to make a lot of you know great music and tons of people are going to hear about it. Because as independent artists, it's really hard to afford commercial radio and even non-commercial radio. You have to go through radio promoters who cost money. Mm -hmm. So thank you. I just want to take a moment to thank you for doing such a wonderful podcast and such a wonderful service to not only the listeners, but for the artists to get their their names and their music out there. It's oh, really a beautiful you. thing. Thank you. And, it, and it's, 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 you know, it's rare. So, um, but I think that's kind of how we built this loyalty. And I think people knew our life and they knew, well, they'd seen us performing on the streets, you know, they'd seen they'd seen the 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 lengths to which we were prepared to go and the belief that we had in ourselves. And they were like, yeah, absolutely. I'm going to support that. And I like your records and I want to hear more. Mm -hmm. um, and we had I think it was Wanderlust. They they funded like 20 something thousand dollars, mm -hmm. 27 thousand mm -hmm. dollars. And we did that before Kickstarter existed. Um you so know, we, how we, did you get people to donate in a in a day and age when there were not crowdfunding websites? Were you sending out emails? Were, yes. Were, okay, yeah. okay. Yeah. Um, I mean, it, emails are still the most important thing that you can do as an independent artist. Yes, Facebook likes are nice, and that is definitely an adjunct. But um, having emails is – you still need to do that. And also, I would say we've been very judicious with our emails. We're not the kind of band, and like I, I have a lot of these newsletters from doctors and health gurus and stuff. They send almost every single day. And you can't like, do that. Enough already, you know. We we send to our entire base, which is probably about thirteen thousand emails now. We send to our entire base maybe once or twice a year, mm. and. If we're touring in, in Northern California and we have our list separated out, it's another thing. You know, I, I don't just sweep all of California if we're doing a show. If we're doing the Bay Area, we focus on the things that were, are within about 150 miles of the Bay Area. I don't tell Washington people about a Los Angeles show. But in the main newsletter, we remind people, you know, we're constantly adding shows. Please check out the website. You kind of want to put the onus on them because we want to keep – and we just did a, a major newsletter, and we only had two unsubscribed, so we were really happy about wow, that. Wow, terrific, terrific. Well, put me, put me on that list because I'd, I'd, I'd love to see what you do send out, and, and certainly I'm always interested in keeping up with, with the guests that, that have been on Thank the show you. and what they're doing, so do please add me to that. Okay, now it's time for Bruce's bonus. This is a segment here on Now Hear This Entertainment where I take off my hat as podcast host and put on my hat as president of Now Hear This Incorporated, 
giving a helpful tip for the listeners that are musicians, singers, songwriters, entertainers who are out there trying hard to make a go of it. Today's bonus is always operate at the same high level. Don't judge someone or someplace and decide you'll just dial down your efforts with that person or mail it in at that venue. Everyone and every place deserves equal treatment. And word gets around, so you don't want someone saying about you, really, he did that for you? Because with me, he only... Or, wow, she put on that kind of show there? Because at this other place, she just dot dot dot. Set the bar high, and then stay there. And that is today's Bruce's Bonus. How about that? Helpful? There are a whole bunch of tips just like that over all the prior episodes of this show. To make it easy for the listeners out there who are musicians, singers, songwriters, entertainers, to get the tips in one concise format, there is a Bruce's Bonus Book, Volume 1, and a Bruce's Bonus Book, Volume 2, for purchase in ebook format, giving you all the tips from Episodes 1 to 40 and 41 to 80, respectively. Just go to www.brucesbonusbook.com for online ordering and instant delivery. Gypsy Soul has had its share of TV and film placements. For example, TV shows like Providence, Roswell, Felicity, and 90210 have all used your music. Were all those placements due to your own hard work, the two of you, or, or was it knowing people, or did you hire someone to do that for you? Just talk about how you got your music into film and television. Yeah, it's a very good question. Um, and I love how when a lot of famous people are interviewed, they skip all the in-between steps. It was like, yeah, I was unknown, and then I'm on a motion picture film. And you're like, <laughs> what, what happened in between? <laughs> so we're happy to you know, share the wealth and, and share the information. Um, we, uh, When we made our first CD, we had raised, um, just through family and friends, we raised enough money to get into the studio. And then a publisher discovered us through an entertainment attorney who was doing some administration work for us. And we worked with this publisher for a while, and it was mostly his staff that was very enthusiastic. And it was a, about a period of a four- or five-year period where we got most of the TV and film uses, and we got a lot of the the – um, uh, what would you call it? We got a lot of the uses where, for example, maybe Sarah McLaughlin or artists like that, they weren't offering enough money for those mm. artists to do it. And our publisher was like, well, Gypsy Soul will do it, you know, and <laughs> it kind of got our foot in the door. And then one thing led to another and we got another use and another use. And, um, and you know, but it's, it's a very fickle industry. Then our kind of sound, you know, they went for a lot of um, male voice guitar very um, skeletal production. Um, mm -hmm. That sound became, you know, just everywhere. Um, and they weren't using a lot of female vocals. So we noticed that our, our uses dropped. And then uh, one time we got on a motion picture film again through a friend who happens to be in the industry and he had been following our progress forever. And that's why we, we always hearken back to that constant faith in yourself You've got to build and create those connections because you never know when they're actually going to blossom. Um, and you can't push too hard either. I mean, you know, I think, you know, we get approached by people who, who are entirely too pushy and it's just very, very off-putting. You know, uh, I think you mentioned it earlier in, when you were talking about just, uh, you know, people being too too boastful about what they do. You right, know, I mean, we right. We've had emails come in, you know, we're like Lennon and McCartney. But <laughs> yeah, you know what? I doubt it. Honestly, those come in. You know, and it is, it's it's fine-tuning your approach. Also having a little quick elevator pitch when you're at a conference, when you're, you know, that again, isn't, isn't you know, whatever you know it isn't it isn't super egotistical it's it's this is our sound this is what we're striving for this is where we'd like to see ourselves you know let's see how you might fit in the picture but it's really about building those connections and those relationships and you know we have a lot of relationships with independent stores coffee houses and such that sell our music mm. um boutiques that are alternative venues i mean we're, we're very much the band that if someone says no or if they build a wall, we build a ladder. We've we've had mm. to do that to have a career. And, you know, you can't – There's my dad always used to say, George Foreman would say something like, you know, he never hears the word no. 
And oh, we get heard, you know, we, we hear the word no a lot, but it's, it's your reaction to it and it's your attitude to it. It's like, great. Thank you for thinking of us. And I think that's how we end any letter where we've been declined. Thank you for thinking of us. We do appreciate that we were in the mix and we didn't make it. And we have each other. We're very fortunate. You know, I think having an excellent support system within a music industry and without, because there are so many disappointments and there's so many blows. Um, you know, we've been really, really fortunate with some great things that have happened as well. And for the majority, I'd say we made a lot of that stuff happen for ourselves. Mm -hmm. You know, we don't have, we currently don't have a manager or an agent. We book all our own shows. We do have an agent, sorry, that works uh, a couple of Seattle venues for us, but she's not like a career agent. Um, and it's a lot of getting creative. And when you thought you were as creative as you possibly could be, you have to find it in yourself to be even more creative and innovative in finding ways to get your music heard. Well, and I recently heard two people who are very successful in sales say that you should welcome the the no answers because it means you're getting closer to the yes and, and you're you're at least succeeding in getting people to answer you because sometimes that's half the battle is just hearing back from someone, period. So you know you're on the right track when you're starting to get the no's, although I do like, Silette, what you said, that you, you certainly followed up with a, a thank you, and, and it's nice to know. When it, you know, we, I, I, I always talk about I have a four P's approach, patient, polite, professional, but persistent. At the <laughs> same time, the persistent is is done in, in the manner of the first three P's. So it's yeah. not something pushy. It's it's just kind of, okay, if I need to be, I'm going to be persistent. And and uh, Roman, I, I, I want to go back to the comment about we sound like Lennon and McCartney because that's that's usually, you know, you, you push that person and say, really, who told you that? My, <laughs> my dad. Exactly. <laughs> you know what? And, and those are, you, you have to get some, some serious criticism from people who are not your parents or right. your friends. Right. Um, and I think that's where a lot of musicians fall down is just they think they get an inflated ego because their friends and their parents and family think that they're the best thing since sliced bread. They're supposed to think that. That's, they're your parents. But, of you know, course. you have to go out and uh, play for people that you don't know that have never heard of you. And that's that's when you really find out whether what you're doing has a market or a, an audience. I hate to use the word market, an audience, um, you know, and if people are interested in what you have to say. And if the answer is no, then you need to take a, a long, hard look at what you're doing and, and maybe recalibrate. And maybe it's time for a, a, um, a collaborator at that point. Maybe yes. you're not the best lyricist right. in the world. Maybe right. People aren't connecting with how you write lyrics or, you know, we have some wonderful songwriter friends, but they know they know their strengths and their weaknesses. And it's like always higher to your weaknesses. Yeah. And, you know, so they bring in a great rhythm section and then they shine. You know, or when we're teaching these business um, music business courses, you know, sometimes being f front and center is not for everybody. Maybe someone's going to find their passion in being an agent or being a manager and seeing big picture, being the conductor of the orchestra is what I call the manager. You know, currently we're doing all the jobs. <laughs> I'm a little tired of the string section, you know. <laughs> Well, and, the, you know, as the team starts to build, then obviously, you know, like I tell people, you know, you you gain the benefit of, of inheriting my contacts, so to speak, or or at least inheriting me as someone that has contacts. And heck, you know, I, I consider everyone that's a guest on this show to be a new contact for me. And that's why I made the comment before about wanting to stay, wanted to be on the Gypsy Soul mailing list, because I do like to stay in touch with the, the people who have been on my show so that they can be a contact and you never know what one might be able to do for the other. I, I, the, the, the one more comment on, on the quote about yourself thing is, uh, it harkens back to my past life when I worked in pro sports. And I remember a reporter telling me that he had difficulty with the game because he said that he talked to an intern in the press box that said, okay, you know, Bruce told me that I needed to call you after the game. And so here's the stats, et cetera, et cetera. And, and then he said, do you have any quotes for me? And she said, yes. And he said, okay, go ahead. I'm ready. And she said, uh, well, it was a good game. And he said, okay, I'm writing this down. Who said that? And she said, I did. <laughs> uh, so, so then I, th I think you just answered a question I was going to ask you, but, but just to clarify, 
because because Gypsy Soul has been top pick critics choice in 60 publications, including some major daily newspapers. And there's even a, a great quote about you two from People magazine. So it sounds like all of this work has been just years of hard work. There's not necessarily a publicist that that is out getting all of this coverage for the two of you. Is, is that correct? That, that's what I deduced from from what you just said. You are absolutely correct. Outstanding. Outstanding. Well, I have been asking a lot of how-to questions, and, and although that's commonplace on this show, it's especially appropriate this week in that another one of Gypsy Soul's goals is to continue teaching indie music business courses. And, and you started to allude to that, but if you can talk a little bit more, please. Well, it's an interesting thing. It's like, you know, when you go to, there's a um, Hearts, one of Hearts writers, that the band Heart, Sue Ennis, she has a course in, in Seattle um, at, I forget. I forget Shoreline, Shoreline College. Shoreline College. And we've, we've taught that a number of times. And the thing that we, we hear the most is like, you know, you're going into these classes where, you know, kids have been playing when they're not kids anymore. Um, everybody's a kid to me now. <laughs> Um, these kids have been playing, you know, and they've learned how to, you know, really get get a grip on their instruments. They're really, you know, beginning to learn what they can do with their instrument. But there's so much more. I mean, you can if, – if you want to be a professional musician, there are certain <clears throat> things that you have to learn how to do. And we've been talking about them, obviously, throughout this interview. Um, but that's really what we go into these classes trying to – teach people who want to be in the music industry, you know, so let mention some other things, you, you know, if playing music is not your thing, you know, there's engineering, there's producing, there's live engineering, there's lighting, there's a whole bunch of things, managing, booking. Um, there are lots of things that people can do that perhaps they don't think about when they've only been focusing on, on learning how to play an instrument. Um, you know, these days there are just so many more musicians out there um, that you really have to be doing something unique. You know, I mean, everybody says to you, you know, you really need to be true to yourself. And it, it couldn't be truer mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. than it is these days. Well, and especially when you get back to what you were saying before about going out and finally getting someone else's opinion other than your parents or, or a close loved one, and they do tell you, look, you know, I really don't think this is for you, then you don't have to despair and say, well, I guess there's no future for me in music because there's so many other options. It just means that maybe you're not meant to be the lead singer and lead guitar player of this band that you always envisioned, but instead you're going to be a tremendously successful producer or you're going to be a and the list goes on. So there's right. there's lots of opportunities. And, and by the way, thank you for for mentioning uh, Heart because it gives me an opportunity for a shameless plug. Uh, episode 86 of this show, Roger Fisher, the founding mm. guitarist of Heart, was on this show. I am Bruce Wozniak, and joining me today on the Now Hear This Entertainment guest line from Jacksonville, Oregon, are Silette Swan and Roman Morikit who make up the duo Gypsy Soul, visit their official website at www.gypsysoul.com. And they are very much on social media. You can find Gypsy Soul on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. And their music is widely available. It's on their website. It's on iTunes, Amazon, CD Baby, Spotify, Pandora, and it's on SoundCloud, which, as I mentioned before, is like iTunes, one of the platforms where the show is available. Check gypsysoul.com for the long list of dates where you can go see them perform live. Be sure that you're also checking out www.nhte.net, as in now hear this entertainment, nhte.net. For every episode of this show, we've got the full audio on NHTE.net, plus the guest's photo, a link to their website, and quotes from the guest on each show. And you can sign up for the e-newsletter at NHTE.net and subscribe to this podcast and tell others about it, too. Subscribing is free. It makes it so easy to get the show every week on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, or by following on SoundCloud. Go ahead and use the social media buttons on NHTE.net to like, the Now Hear This page on Facebook, and to follow on Twitter and or Instagram. If you're a new listener to the show, thank you so much, and please do check out some of the prior episodes of Now Hear This Entertainment. I've had a lot of great guests along the way so far. I've mentioned several of them already on this episode. And as always, many, many thanks to those who are not first-time listeners. I very much appreciate 
your time and your continued interest and support. And as I mentioned before, whether you're going to purchase Gypsy Souls music and or other music or books or whatever, go to nhte.net and click on the tall Amazon banner to get there so that you can help this show in the process of buying whatever it is that you need from Amazon. Celette and Roman, we were talking earlier about all the financial fan support you've gotten, but in fact, the two of you very much strive to give back. Another stated goal of Gypsy Soul is to produce more benefit concerts for the causes you support. I wonder, what are some of those causes? We've done many in the past. Uh, One that is really close to our hearts is our annual holiday benefit concert, and it's for an organization locally called Winter Spring. And they are a bereavement organization, and Mm. they work to, um, you know, they man phone lines against uh, for suicide hotlines. Mm. They help people who have lost children, parents, pets, jobs, even things like that can completely debilitate um, someone, you know, um, severe disappointments, et cetera. And they're really worthy cause. And, you know, it's, it, it's not, it's not a glamorous cause. It doesn't get a lot of media attention. And so, and we all deal with it, you know, at <laughs> yeah. some point, it's a very important, it. it's a very important service that they're providing, but you're right. It's not glamorous. Indeed. No. You know, and, and people don't mm. really want to talk about it. And it's like, we're not really a culture in America that embraces death or has traditions to allow people to get through it in a way like, you know, maybe some of the, um, you know, Latin cultures do. Um, anyway, so we, we feel that it's a really wonderful and beautiful organization. And so we've done it for 15 years. We also raise money for food banks at the holidays. We've done AIDS, AIDS benefits. benefits. We've yeah. done. We just did a veterans benefit. Um, actually, last last year, not just, uh, and it was a Central um, Coast, which is a Tascadero ish California around there, and it was a beautiful event that raised money for the um, the veterans. You know, there's so many causes, and it's like you know, one way we found, and this is another little how to thing, is that oftentimes. Music is the least valued element of a benefit. You know, they're going to pay for their advertising and their tablecloths and their catering, et cetera. And music is like, well, we want everybody to do music for free. And we decided that if we're going to do as many benefits as we want, we're going to have to produce the majority of them. Otherwise, we're never going to be Mm. able to have a professional career. Okay. So for the Christmas event, we always produce that event. We rent the theater. We do everything from start to finish. Mm. The organization, we asked them to help us decorate because clearly on the day of the show, we're a little busy. <laughs> sound and stuff, but we do all the radio and TV interviews and all that kind of stuff anyway. Mm. Um, but we have found, too, that what we do when we're asked to participate, let's say in California, and it's not a, um, a benefit that, that we're familiar with or such, clearly we check them out. But we always say we require X amount of fee and we often choose to donate it back, mm. but we need to be in the brochure like all the other people who have contributed. Mm-hmm. And then it, it becomes a more respectful exchange. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's somewhere we do have a lot of expenses. And I'm sorry, we have a truck going by. Mm-hmm. We do have a lot of expenses and we need to cover those expenses. You know, we, we can't go out of pocket for everyone who asks us to put on an event. And, and it is a thing with musicians that we've, we kind of are musician advocates that way. If you have to stand up for your worth um, or because nobody else will, they just right. music comes so devalued in, in so many ways that it's important. And especially in the live scene, nobody can take that away from you. You know, they can they can make CDs cheap and, um, you know, everything becomes streaming and give it away for free. You know, but, you know, your live performances are really what keep you. Yeah. The, the, basically sustain your career yeah and we know a lot of musicians unfortunately that do too many benefits and then it just takes the yep. value yep. and the benefit too yeah, yeah. that's that's so let thank you for for all that that's that's great great advice and i i love the fact that the two of you have published goals and in, in fact two weeks ago in the show on episode 113 i gave out an acronym that one of my non-music clients uses when he does keynote speaking about goal setting anyhow Silette and roman another one of the goals for Gypsy Soul is to win an Americana Grammy. Back on episode 109, Christina Godet talked on the show about how she got on the Grammy ballot. What what do the two of you think it's going to take to achieve that goal and win an Americana Grammy? 
You know what? At this point, I don't know because it was it was interesting. I don't know whether this record is enough of an uh, an Americana record. I mean, it really is a triple A record. Um, adult alternative, adult album alternative. I think is what the the uh, the acronym stands for. But um, I mean, we've been on the ballot before, and you you can get on the ballot, and then you have to you know, find all of your friends who are members of Naris and get them to vote for you, but you're still up against an enormous brick wall that's, it's, it's huge. Mm-hmm. Um, not to say that it's, it's not, not possible, possible mm-hmm. but it is uh, getting increasingly more difficult. I mean, we're seeing it with music, but we're seeing with it, we're, with everything. I mean, this is part of the political campaign right now is, you know, there's this, I think realization among Americans that the system is rigged and that is rigged in every single mm. industry. You know, this is, we live in a monopolist um, society. Um, those that have more money and more power squeeze out the ones that don't. And that's just, that's the way it is. So I, honestly, I don't have an answer for you on that. Well, it I sounds really, like to, to, to quote an, an earlier expression that was used is uh, build a bigger ladder. <laughs> right. I mean, sure. Or you do, or you try and find a wall or a trapdoor, or <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, we're 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 about out of time, but Celette, I want to give you an opportunity to talk about the fine silver jewelry making that you do, and and the way that you use Pinterest uh, for that. Oh, that is so cute that you brought that up. Um, well, I've made jewelry most of my life, and I, I've loved beading and, and gemstones and such. And about five or six years ago, I came across a method called um, precious metal clay. It comes from Japan. It's recycled silver that is like in the form of putty. Hmm. And so there's an organic binder that makes it malleable because clearly silver is a hard <laughs> a hard metal. Um so it being very malleable, you can stamp it, you can carve it, you can do all kinds of things. And I got the idea to tie it into the music as a merchandising thing, but also just as a pure pleasure thing for me, um, where I can incorporate the lyrics as uh, kind of mantras in the pendants. And I do a lot of men's guitar picks and I have, you know, it's only rock and roll, but I like it or, you know, be the change, one of our songs. Um, so I like to do that. I like to play with the lyrics and the designs and then I only use, I, I had to make a commitment. It's like, you're either going to do cheap jewelry or you're going to do one of a kind jewelry. And that was the choice I made. And it was kind of an expensive, um, an expensive dream. But I, I make one of a kind pieces. Um, no necklaces is, is duplicated ever. Uh, the earrings wow. are replicable. Wow. Yeah. And so I get really interesting people looking at my jewelry who are maybe they're not an artist themselves but they have a a really cool artistic vision of what they like and i can make custom pieces for people but every single piece is one of a kind yeah and i I like the creativity i like the you know the, the 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 challenge of musicians saying well what else can i do to to try to make a little bit more money since as as we said you know really selling your music out on the road is is the way to do it so if you can come up with some merch that really no one else is doing somebody might say well i've seen other artists have jewelry well not this jewelry this is you know this is being done by by Celette herself uh we're going to close today with a song of yours called gotta be real so before we let you go tell the listeners all about this song if you would please um this is basically about all the things that we've just been talking about it's like you have to be true to yourself you've got to speak your truth you 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 have to be real you've you've you know it really is about speaking your truth, finding what's true for you, um, and saying it, yeah, I think, living it. I think for both Roman and I growing up as immigrant kids, um, children of, of first-generation immigrants, and then we both are first-generation immigrants to America. I'm Canadian and he's British. Um, our parents sort of instilled in us this thing that being an immigrant, you have to be twice as good at your craft to get half as much notice. Mm. And so it was a, a, a work ethic that I think we it was just instilled in us from birth. And thank God we found it in each other. You know? <laughs> um, they would suck otherwise. <laughs> you know, and so we, we're, we're highly principled and not in a snooty way or whatever, but it's also what, what we have required of managers or people who work with our label. It's like, you know, we're an integrous operation and you need to be principled and, and really say what you mean, mean what you say and, and mm-hmm. honor. And mm-hmm. we've, we've had a lot of, you know, 
managers and such along the way who have been completely the opposite. Shocking, I know. It's, it is shocking. You know, they, they overpromise and underdeliver, and we're like, it's really simple, people. Mm. Just you know, you just gotta so, yeah. be real. <laughs> yeah, you just gotta be real, baby. But thank you so much for having us. Oh, thank you too. I, I really enjoyed it, and I'm, I'm sorry that that we've reached the end because uh, very very hearty conversation, and I, I'm really grateful to have been able to speak with the both of you. Thank you. Thank you. you. We'd love to see you when we come to Florida. Outstanding. Uh, I will be in California um, in uh, about two weeks, but it's not quite close enough. Uh, Mm. Listeners, that will do it for this week's episode of Now Hear This Entertainment. My sincere thanks to Silette Swan and Roman Morikit. They are the duo Gypsy Soul. Do check out their official website at www.gypsysoul.com and then engage with them on social media. So that means like their Facebook page, follow them on Twitter, subscribe to their YouTube channel, and then watch and like the videos on there. For that matter, tell them that you heard them and their music on Now Hear This Entertainment. Keep up with Gypsy Soul online so you can see where and when you can go see them perform live. Uh, Get on their mailing list for that matter. And of course, do purchase their music. It's available through the store on their website, as well as on iTunes, CD Baby, Amazon. And you can even hear their music on Spotify, Pandora, and SoundCloud. Don't forget to visit www.nhte.net and sign up for the email newsletter there by simply putting in your email address. That's it, just one field to complete. And of course, please do subscribe to this podcast and tell your friends about it. Give us a nice review on iTunes or Stitcher Radio too, hopefully accompanied by a five-star rating. That really Mm -hmm. does help the show a lot. If you are listening on SoundCloud, remember that you can like and share, they call it repost episodes there, and you can also follow on SoundCloud. Let's get your feedback on the show too. Post your comments or questions on the Now Hear This Facebook page. There are links to it and Twitter and even the Now Hear This official YouTube channel on nhte.net. Plus, there's a link there to the show on Instagram. Or send us an email. The email address is on the contact page of nhte.net. We have been recording this show at the great facilities at Crystal Blue Sound Studios near Tampa, Florida. Check them out online on their website at www.cbpro.net. That's CB as in Crystal Blue. Thanks for listening. We'll send you out today with another song from Gypsy Soul. This is the one they just talked about. It's called Gotta Be Real. Perfect cover for masking life's pain. Oh.